Good day, good afternoon, good evening, my people. It's Mr. Al Pete with the Clear Visions Podcast here with another episode. Thank you so much for hitting play. And hopefully your day or evening or whatever day and time period of your life that you're listening to this, hopefully you're doing good and you're being safe. So this episode right here, I was interviewed by Miss Honor, the boss of Black Pod Collective. If you know about Black Pod Collective, they're doing amazing things. They're based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and she is part of the Buzzsprout, and she's a community uh, marketing manager over there, so she's doing absolutely great work. So she interviewed me, and we talked about audio engineering, uh, the life of audio engineering, and how that applies to the podcast world. So wanted to share some more of my life with you guys, what I have been doing uh consistently for about a year now so i mean i've been doing it way longer than that but as far as like um i was about to say legally but it's not a legal thing but nevertheless i've been doing it for a minute and i've really really been day in day out with it so just want to share a little bit of my life on that so this is one episodes where we're talking about audio engineering and i plan on talking about more audio engineer stuff in the future so um Hopefully y'all enjoy this episode. It's great. It's great. It's great. Shouts out to Buzzsprout. Shouts out to Black Pod Collective. Shouts out to all the podcasters in the world. This month is International Podcast Month, and I just got wind of it. So we finna celebrate that thing, all right? Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. What's the word, everybody? It's your man, Mr. Al Pete from the Mighty MPN. Man, listen, listen, listen. And you're not tuned in to the Clear Visions Podcast. Get ready to enjoy the show. Are we clear, 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 clear? Hey, everyone. Um, this is Anna. I am the podcast community and events manager for Buzzsprout. And Al, go ahead. Hey, what's happening? It's Al Pete, um, Buzzsprout affiliate. Cool guy to know. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, you want to go ahead and tell about your background as well and what you'll be ta- like talking with us about. So like what your background is and everything like that. So that that way they know, you know, like what you do. All right. So uh, I'm a, well, first, I'm a hip hop artist, DJ, journalist, podcaster, all this other great stuff. Uh, I have a, a brand called NPN Network in Ms. Peterson's Neighborhood. We have the Neighborhood Podcast Network where we have like 12, 13 podcasters. And yeah, and I'm an audio engineer. So today we'll be speaking on the uh, audio aspect of podcasting. Most definitely. So I know a lot of people often struggle with the audio engineering portion. It's usually the part that is either the most time consuming or the part that most people don't really enjoy. But I think that's mainly because they don't really understand it. So first and foremost, I'm going to kind of go through like a few questions that I know a lot of people usually run into and they're usually like, okay, can I even salvage this? Like, what do I do? How do I get here? Um, So first up, if there is, you know what, actually, first up, what's the best environment for you to record your podcast? Like, so if you don't have access to a studio, um, what's the best environment within your home and what are some things that like, you know, people should think about? So... The, the weirdest uh, factor for me is bas- basically the closet. So if you have a big space in the closet, definitely go in there because you already have everything padded up. You have clothes in there, uh, heavy garments that can block and secure, well, secure all the, the sound that's coming from you and block everything that's coming out or that's coming from out. So like cars, uh, dogs, uh, any type of ambiance in the house and outside the house, the closet is definitely the, the best part. 
Um, a lot of people use a room. I mean, this is one of many spots that I record at. I actually have a studio that I record at, but I'm home. So uh, I definitely have everything kind of blocked off here. And, and the corners of the house, I have uh, objects that will soak in the, the ambiance and the sound that bounces to and from and all that stuff. So definitely a really secure room with a little to really to no sound. Um, if mm -hmm. you can get that sound out, that'd be great. Um, I definitely would recommend like scheduling. So if you have a schedule with somebody, definitely make sure the ambiance around you that you can control is definitely at a, at a zero and basically anywhere, uh, you know, in the room or in the closet would be the great spot. I wouldn't recommend doing an out like a, like in the living room or something like that because it's usually big unless you got a lot of stuff in the living room. But you know, places that don't have too much um, fabric or anything that's blocking the sounds, that's I would I wouldn't recommend that. I know someone once told me that you know you want to be careful about being in spaces that are like vaulted ceilings or you know wood flooring those type of things. What are your thoughts on that? Because I know sometimes people are like, well, if I put if I put a carpet if I put a rug down, is that okay? Like, what are some things that they can do? I guess to to try to pad that in instances that they may not have a closet. Because I know if I try to fit my closet right now, <clears throat> it's just. Um, I don't, I don't think that's feasible. Um, so what are some like alternatives in those instances? Yeah. Uh, a, a carpet on the ground would be great. Um, yeah, definitely carpet, uh, or a rug or area rug on the ground would be great. Things around you would be cool. I've seen plenty of artists, um, <laughs> uh, like makeshift, like a, a, a mm -hmm. studio booth. They'll have like stands and they'll put like carpet around them. Enough mm -hmm. for it to look look great when if especially if they're doing video. Um, if mm -hmm. you're doing just audio, you know, you can kind of cover yourself around it, but like uh any type of garments, like heavy jackets, stuff like that, um, um, sheets, comforters, stuff like that. If you put it around you and kind of pad yourself around it, that's cool. But definitely like an area rug would be cool. Um, okay. I've seen I've seen people go as far as, and this is more advanced, but um, I've been in plenty of studios where an audio engineer will have something hanging from their their ceiling, and they'll have like hmm. a padded, they have a padded um, board, or even makes you know makeshift some things, get some old towels and stuff like that, and um, make a board, and they put it up over them, and it hangs like you know pretty pretty low so the, the audio can stay in the vicinity of the microphone that's so interesting because i feel like in this day and age it's like we're all i'm sure if people walk into most podcasters homes it's like what is happening over there <laughs> um and so i can see how it's like okay we're gonna kind of pull this together so let's talk about in instances like now you've recorded your podcast you try to make sure you're in a soundproof space um, whether it's a closet or, you know, carpeted room, not vaulted ceilings. And yet there's still those instances that, you know, a dog is barking or something happens. What are some things that people can do to try to reduce some of that background noise when they're editing? And then if you can kind of like talk about whichever software you're using so that that way people can keep in mind what tools. Yeah, so... I would say, of course, um, the main thing, just, you know, I stress that a lot when I um, advise people on like as far as like sound and stuff like that, any type of noise, just make sure as much as possible you can remove, you know, like get away from the sound. But it's 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 cases where you're not able to do that. So mm -hmm. um, 
for the job that I do. So I'm an audio engineer at Resonate Recordings. So uh, I use Pro Tools for a lot of for a lot of things. So we have plugins that we use in. It's called noise reduction. So the, uh, it eliminates um, clips, crackles, um, echoes, and all that, that stuff. Even Mofo, it kind of brings out the 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 eq of it if you know how to do your eqs but they have plugins for that so and those plugins would definitely kind of remove a little bit from it depending on where the bark or the, the sound comes in at like it's very easy to like remove the sound if you're not talking amongst the the sound that's coming in it's easy to do that so um but when it's embedded into your into the audio that you're while you're talking or whatnot they uh, we do have plugins for that um so they're fairly um you know cheap and most of the audio most of the pro tools i use pro tools ableton and adobe audition so mm-hmm. all three of those already have presets in those uh in those dolls so you can mm-hmm. just go into like the settings and look for like the noise reductions so I like the fact that you're talking about plugins. Um, so just something for those who might want, if you're able to make the investment, one thing I love using is Isotope RX-8 um, because of the fact that it has a lot of features that allow for you to like reduce clicks, hums, background noise. Um, if you get the standard, I think, and sometimes they have discounts. So I think they recently ran a sale where it was like $199. Normally it's like $399. If you get the advance, it's more on the $1,000 side. So it's a bigger investment, but it can also help you remove move like filler words and those things. Uh, For those who don't like, I produce other people's podcasts. So that's why I invested in that. But for those who are like, wait a minute, I'm not trying to spend that type of money or I don't have that. Another thing you can utilize is Descript. I like them because of the fact that they're overdub tool, where if you're saying something as like, let's say you said, oh, the other day, but during the conversation, you said, oh, the other day, somewhere else in the conversation, you can utilize the overdub tool to kind of take out the part where it's the noise and pull from another area of the audio into the conversation. Right, so I know right. that's a little bit more advanced, but those are just some things that, you know, people can think about. So we've talked about like if somebody's asked the question of like, what about noise? So I think hopefully what I just like the information we just gave is helpful in the relation to noise factor. So let's quickly chat about. So those are some things that people can do. Let's say you're still like using Audacity. Like, you know, you haven't gotten to the point where you're utilizing Pro Tools because I'm fairly sure, you know, trying to learn a new system. I know I can I can attest to the fact of going from a Audacity, GarageBand, Hindenburg, Pro Tools, Adobe Audition. After all, you're just kind of like, huh? <laughs> um, you want me to do what? Um, (laughs) exactly. So for those within the audience who are probably still like utilizing audition, I mean, utilizing audacity or utilizing, Mm -hmm. um, like a garage band, are there any things that you can think of that are in those systems that they could easily get to or utilize? Um, I know audacity has plugins that people can utilize, but is there anything that you can just give as advice in that regard? Well, and GarageBand is definitely the same settings as well. They definitely have an EQ option, and the EQ option definitely has a noise reduction uh, factor in there. Um, I would have to pull it up to kind of like direct people exactly where it's at, but it's uh, all of the dolls definitely definitely have like this EQ effect on it. And I think that's a good thing when it comes to an audacity 
And you know, from from Audacity all the way up to a Pro Tools, you know what I'm saying? They are they have that EQ uh factor in there that you can um mm-hmm. you know that you can utilize and say, hey, let me go and check this out. If you want to, you know, stay with the doing it yourself tip. Mm-hmm. So let's so now that we've talked about like how to like remove the noise out of there, um, how to remove like you know background noises. Uh, what about fading in and fading out of audio? So I know oftentimes how important, first, how important is that? Cause I feel like oftentimes so many people are like, wait a minute, I now need to do this. I've added my intro, I've added my outro. Are there like industry standards of like what the expectations are when it comes to those things? Yeah, it is. It, it is. But at the same time too, I don't want to put too much pressure on people to think that, um, well, yeah, it is. I, I'll say that because it, it just it just gives a good uh. It just sounds great when you do a fade in, fade out. Like when you dramatically, like when you dramatically cut something off and it goes straight to the talking and stuff like that. It just kind of throws the listener off. So definitely, if you can mm-hmm. just kind of ease in with the audio and you have the the music fading out and stuff like that, that's definitely important. It it just has a good flow to it, so it won't be disruptive to the listener when they're, when they're listening. Kind of throw people off, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I'm, fade in and fade out is definitely important for me. Most definitely. So for those who are even like, wait a minute, um, I like how you're saying, like, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. So that's the first thing I feel like with podcasting is there's always so many things that there has to get done. Um, you pick your battles and as you grow, you have the opportunity to add which items as you level up your audio. Um, right. As long as there's right. not like a bus or a truck going by as you're talking, um, most listeners aren't going to be like, deuces, I hate the sound if they love the content. Exactly. So um, that's like one big thing is like, you know, focus on your content, let your sound grow over time. But what are some like tips and tricks to help like cut back on the time that you're spending with audio engineering? Because I feel like oftentimes that's the big piece is that people are trying to perfect it. But what are some things that you can say, you know what, here's some five things that you can easily do to clean your auto up, make it sound good without spending so much time and stressing yourself out. So the main thing that I would say is is pre-production. I think a lot of people do don't do any pre don't do as much pre-production as as they should. So um definitely give yourself time before. So if you have an interview at seven o'clock, like I would recommend starting everything, you know, getting to your station and getting everything kind of set up. When you first start off, I'll, I'll say an hour before it starts. Like, just give yourself a full hour, do a test run on your audio, cut it on, record yourself, listen back to it, think about like how you would think it would it, it needs to sound. Um, definitely do pre-production on that. Um, and pre-production de- definitely includes when you're doing interviews. Definitely let the the person that you're interviewing know what's going on as well. Let them know, hey, uh, make sure that there's no sound around you. Make sure you know that you're around the area where it's as clear as possible. And at the same time too, think about headphones. Like if you're going to use earbuds, uh, AirPods, all that stuff, like all that stuff matters. And that's pre-production stuff. And I think that will kill a lot of post-production time. 
Uh, I love what he was saying as it relates to like pre-production stuff, especially with your guests. I think sometimes, um, especially if you're interviewing people that don't have podcasts on their own, they've never podcasted before. Um, it can be very difficult for them to know like what they need to do, what they need to have. And so one of the big things that I love doing is sending out like a one page document that I created in Canva. It's super simple that just kind of gives them like, Hey, make sure that you turn the AC off. So that background noise isn't there. If you don't have a microphone, here's something you can use instead. Um, if you are, if you're, if you have a carpeted area in your home, try to be in that space versus the wood floor. If you have over the head earphones, make sure you use that, or at least use earbuds. Some of these key things that you might like come second nature to you because the fact that you've been doing it, usually your guest isn't going to know about that if they themselves don't have a podcast. So it's a great way for you to go ahead and like prepare them for the show, give them the tools that they need so that that way it's great sounding audio for everybody because you don't want a situation where you sound amazing, your guest sounds kind of crazy. So that's just creating a one-page document that you provide to them well ahead of time. Another thing that you can do is, you know, making sure each person is recorded on two separate tracks. I know for many people, you're like, oh, Anna, you know, we're used to that. But that's just something to keep in mind. If you have people on two separate tracks, if somebody has noise in their background while you're speaking, it's easier for you to edit. So if you're recording via Squadcast, they have that tool. If you're recording via um, uh, Zoom. Zoom also has that ability. So making sure you're you're creating different avenues to where you're lessening the amount of work for yourself. So we have Al Pete back with us. So I'll go ahead and like head it back to you so you can finish what you're saying because you're giving us some some pretty good tips and tricks on things for people to keep in mind. Study the people that you listen to, like the people that the the podcasters that you like, even um, interviews. It don't necessarily have to be podcasting. <clears throat> Just think about like, um, I know for me, like I like I love Questlove Supreme, so I'm listening to them. I'm listening to uh, Fonte and like uh, Questlove. They're musicians, so they're going to make sure that the audio was as perfect as much as possible. So listen to them. Um, just just listen to how that sound is, and try to equate that to. Um, to your your work as much as possible. So I really feel like those two steps would really kill a lot of time on the post-production part. But even when you get to the post-production part, I feel like when you do the pre-production, the post part is just kind of like listening back and making sure that everything, like if you noticed in 13 minutes, you hit, you know, you bumped into something or you hit the table or stuff like that. Like you want to kind of listen to it all the way through, put a nice little compressor to it, um, a little, EQ to it and then and then go from there you know what I'm saying but at the end of the day you definitely want to make sure that the content is good because you know for the most part people will kind of look over the you know what I'm saying the audio to that degree especially if you're starting off now after a year or so definitely <laughs> you want to make sure that you you know step it up a little bit but um, definitely you want to focus on that having great content definitely having uh, pre-production in order and then I think everything, the post-production part would be as smooth as possible. So I love that because I think oftentimes we're so focused on what happens after we record the episode that we stopped, we fail to realize there's certain things we can do beforehand as well as while we're recording. And so exactly. um 
One thing I know, and so I want to kind of get your thoughts on, is I always tell people, if you make a mistake, your guest is, especially if you have a guest, they're not going to be upset if you're like taking a pause, as long as you communicate with them in the beginning, like, hey, these are some things that I do during the episode. If either of us make a mistake, we're going to take a pause so that that way I know that's a spot for me to edit at. And so those are just some important things that I've always kind of instructed people to do is like, Take a pause right there so you know when you're looking at the audio file, you see that and you're able to easily edit. Are there other things while people are recording that you can usually suggest for people to do? Mm. So I went, so I edit audio. Of course, that, that's my job. But I try to make the audio sound as natural as possible. Like I try. Uh, that's something that an audio engineer does. Um, I think if people would adopt maybe like a 10th of what I do, cause I, I get very deep into the audio. Like I, I kind of listen to the tone of the, uh, the interviewers, the, the subject matter, all that stuff to make sure that I know how to edit, to make it sound as natural and as pleasing as possible. But, you know, we're all human, you know what I'm saying? So we do have uh mess up. So like the slight mess ups, eh, I mean, I wouldn't really get too in depth with it. I, I know a lot of people are like really anal about like the um the filler words, the ums and the ahs. And it's like, sometimes you kind of want to leave some of it in there so it can sound as natural as possible because you don't want to sound like a robot and you don't want to sound like, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, they, they sound really robotic and it just doesn't sound as natural and you want to give off that confidence along with the great content that you're providing so sometimes i won't be so hard as you know a lot on filler words and you know what i'm saying and taking away from the fun and and the, the mission that you have to you know provide like this great content um it's, it's 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 difficult for me to say that because i think a lot of people like no i want the technical technical but like i feel like technical understanding that we're all human and we're all going to mess up from time to time. And like you said, if it's a pause, like if you mess up, you know, say pause and then let a couple seconds pass by and then start back up. And then that make it easy for you to cut. But going through the whole thing, ums, ahs, that that's time consuming. And I think it takes away from the, the natural aspect of recording and then and, and podcasting. Most definitely. I'm a firm believer of, I like using Descript because it's it's literally in one click of a button. You can remove mm -hmm. your ums and you can also indicate if you want it to leave some of those in there. So it makes life easier. But for the purposes of like those who are looking to like, you know, learn certain skills, of course, we're not going to be able to edit everything out. But for those who are looking mm -hmm. for ways to cut down the time of your audio engineering, if you know that, hey, during the conversation, there's something that you want to cut out, taking a, a brief pause so that that way that's an opportunity and a mile marker for yourself versus mm -hmm. trying to remember that or lose yeah. the flow of your conversation trying to like, you know, take a note to say, oh, I need to go back to that. So that's one yeah. of the things that I always recommend for people who are, you know, just looking for ways that they can take it up a notch. I think everybody has to podcast it where you're at. But today, mm -hmm. you know, we want to just kind of help you understand what you can do for yourself. Um, yeah. Another thing I always recommend is kind of putting like having a show structure. So um, I think sometimes people try to just free ball it of like, oh, this yeah. like, you know, there's no like pre-planning to like write out like what your show content is going to be about. And that means just like an outline. So it's not like everything you're going to say because then it keeps you on track and you're not having to edit so much at the end because you're spending all this time, you know, you get into the conversation and next thing you know, it's like, 
this is not what this episode was supposed right. to be about at I all. Even, I, I haven't even asked like four <laughs> questions on the paper. <laughs> I'm like, I have not asked anything of what yeah. anybody needs to know about. We got caught on the fact that we went to the same high school together and now the whole episode was about that. Nobody cares right. about that. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I, de- I definitely <laughs> agree on the um I definitely agree on on the 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 sheet. You know, that's what we call it, the sheet. Make sure, you know what I'm saying, have a sheeting and give it to your interviewer. And so they can know when when they come in, they know what they're gonna be um answering and you, they know the flow of the conversation. And mm-hmm. I think you know, when both people understand the interviewer and the interview interviewee, when they understand the, the mission, it just makes everything kind of go flowing and they hit the questions, the, the the good points, and then they go from there. But when you winging it, it's like it's 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 almost a destruction, depending on the type of podcast that you're doing. So very true. That's an actually very good point. Is keep in mind the show, the type of show you have. And so I always tell people like, you don't take all advice. You kind of look at how it applies to what you have going on. So yeah, for sure. before we close this out, are there any like? I want, I'll do a summary of like what we discussed at the end, but is there any other tips, tricks, or anything that you want people to keep in mind as it relates to editing their podcast? No, I, I, first of all, thanks for having me on here and congratulations as well. Again, in person, um, um, the, the points that I made, I really want to stay on. Uh, I, I really want to just st- stick with that because mm-hmm. for me, that method worked well and 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 i've instructed people to do that as well and it it works perfectly um it makes a total difference when you know you you have a sheet and you have everything in order and and you do pre-production and you 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 test out the sound and you and you put that uh (laughs) if you got to go buy some uh, cardboard put it up or whatever or if you need to outsource you know i'm saying like do that stuff so you can make sure that your audio is straight but I, I'm just I'm really big on it. I I really want to stick with those all the points that I made on here today because once you you focus on those points, it definitely will make it easier for you on the audio aspect of it. And then it you know it'll, it'll just keep everything natural. It'll keep everything natural and it'll keep everything clean. And it won't you won't spend so much time like on audio on the daunting time because you know just to be frank, like you stated before, the audio aspect of this. It's a lot, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, this is one of the things that people look at and be like, man, I'm, I don't want to do this no more because, mm-hmm. you know, it's because of, because of the audio and just the, the, the work ethic of it. And it's mm-hmm. really not that bad. So we got these phones, like these phones that have like the voice memos on the iPhones. They're very good microphones. And all it is is just a matter of going into a closed area and, being able to record it and you know and then doing the quick edits and the eqs and and boom well thanks for be- have, being here um so just to quickly recap some of the things we talked about today as it relates to noise pretty much any tool that you utilize whether it's audacity um pro tools or GarageBand, will have some form of item in there that allows for you to like denoise um there's some plugins that you can purchase um the one that i like to use is the isotope rx8 and that thing is like it's a heavy hitter. So if you're ever ready to take it to that next level, maybe um, sign up for their email list. They often have like discount codes and the sales that they do that bring it down 50%. Um, and that can be like, de- yeah. Um, and they have de-clicks, de-noise, and it's really like when what click of a button. I know it can feel like, well, wait a minute, this is a lot of money to invest. But if you don't, if you're not ready to take it to that level of handing it off to somebody else, that's a good option. 
Another thing that we discussed is making sure you're planning for your show beforehand. And what that looks like is making sure you're informing your guest of some things that they can do. One of the things that I was talking about is I send my guests a one pager of things to prepare for, i.e. if they can go into a closet or go into a carpeted room instead of a wood floor room, um, letting them know what type of headphones. So just so that that way they're prepared, because oftentimes we're used to doing this. So it's like, oh, okay, you don't think about it, but you're guests may have never been on a podcast or they don't have their own podcast. So they don't have all those things. So it's properly preparing your guests as well as preparing yourself. And in that light, having an outline. So this way you don't go rambling and it's not so much that you have to cut out in the conversation. You're just more focusing on the flow of it and enjoying yourself and making sure you guys are staying on task. And last but not least, just making sure you're having fun. You're focused on your content. As long as there any, aren't any buses or trucks going by, you should be fine. Um, I know I'm a huge proponent of dynamic mics because of the fact that they're going to pick up right what's in front of them. You can get a Samsung Q2U for like $60, $70. And so there's options out there to kind of bring down um, the amount of work you have to do with your podcast. And that last one was Descript. And so Descript in one click of a button, it can remove um, filler words. It can remove, um, if there's a noise somewhere, you can kind of pull things from somewhere else. And it's also a transcription tool. So it's a two for one right there. So Thank you so much, Al Pete, for being here. And thanks for the congratulations. Um, it's been super fun. And until our next Facebook Live, you guys have a great rest of your week. Clear Visions Podcast was produced and engineered by myself, along with the intro and outro music. Subscribe to this podcast that's available on MrAlPete.com, npn-llc.com, and on all podcast platforms. Thanks for listening, everyone. Building but becoming to the top. Thank you.